Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is it. I made a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid much. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Thank you for being a part of our day, letting us be a part of yours. If you miss any of hour number one, check out the Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots, your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. You know, a lot has been made, and rightfully so, about the way the Detroit Lions have knocked it out of the ballpark with their 2023 draft class. Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Jack Campbell, Brian Branch. Those four guys have been invaluable for the Lions. Instrumental. In year one. And just to think of the impacts that they've had and getting the Lions to the conference championship game, they deserve every single bit of praise that they yes. are getting for their talent evaluation and finding whether it's diamonds in the rough or those are four guys that they took in, I think, the their first four picks yes. in a row. I came in or beginning of this week to try to go. And we before we ever went on air, we talked about this because there was a little a note that I, I had gotten from somebody else that referenced the Lions kind of breaking the norm as opposed to drafting for need as opposed to best player available. And the Lions go through it pick by pick by pick. They took a running back when nobody takes running backs. They took a tight end when nobody prioritizes unless it's a tight end that's like earth-shattering. They took a linebacker who they went, ah, he's great against the run, but can he play in coverage? Like every single pick they had, everybody's like, why are you taking him here? The, the, the value slot's not there. Blah, 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 blah. Every one of those guys has been huge for them mm-hmm. week after week after week. And it's this interesting note in this kind of, I don't know, I don't want to call it necessarily a paradigm shift, but you look at what they did. You look at what the Seahawks did last year. You look at what the Chiefs did last year. And you're seeing these teams that are, breaking away from best player available mantras, so to speak, and much more dressing need fit. Yeah. Is that more of like breaking a mold or having a more complete roster? Because when when you have a roster that is ready to win, which the Lions were, sure. which the Seahawks were, 
the, those with your chiefs were, you then just say, what do we need to push us over the top? Then that puts you in not the best player available, but the best player that fits us to get to the next mm -hmm. step. Right. But I, I think what's the most impressive is doing it four times in one draft mm -hmm. and, and being able and all and, three of those teams did in one thing that, the Seahawks, they got all the praise for their 2022 class, and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. They did a great job, especially evaluating and hitting two linemen. You got your two tackles out of that draft. The team that is not getting nearly enough love or credit for what they did in 2022's draft is the Kansas City Chiefs because their shift to a defensive-oriented team, it largely hinged on that 2022 draft class mm -hmm. where their first five picks were George Kaloftis, Trent McDuffie, Sky Moore, Josh Williams, and Brian Cook. Four of those guys are defensive players mm -hmm. that are a major reason why the, the Kansas City Chiefs are able to stay where they are at. Because they pivoted to that side of the ball, back which in, is cheaper. Well, I mean, back in the sixth consecutive AFC Championship mm -hmm. game, is because it it's not cheaper. It's the draft, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're building to the draft, and you have fit holes that were a mile wide, and you knew that you had your money tied up on the offensive mm -hmm. side of the ball. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, those guys you knew you had to you, you were invested in, and then you fill in the pieces and the gaps around those. And you got guys. a Chris Jones deal and all those kind of things. But on defense, you needed more. You mm -hmm. needed a lot more, and to hit in those in those picks. Mm -hmm. Where it's not, you're not at the front end of the first round. No, you're round. the back end of every round. Now, they had two first round picks with Kloftis and uh, uh, Trent McDuffie, mm -hmm. but you're you're not in the top 10 with mm -hmm. either one of those guys. And we see that you talked about that mold that you break. It's, it's, not, it's not necessarily the mold of best available. It is, what the hell do we need to stay mm -hmm. where we're at? It's and not just talent acquisition. They it's found making it, man. smart choices. And you're seeing this, honestly, it's happening across sports. Mm -hmm. It's happening in baseball. It's happening in basketball. This 2024 NBA draft, yeah. I went and saw the G League uh, Ignite team on Monday night. Yeah, They've got Ron Holland and, and Modest Buzelis. Heaven help whoever drafts those guys. I, I could not be more on out, out on them if I tried. But this draft is so flat that you like – you're going to see teams take guys. You're going to go, wait, they're taking them where? Because it's about fit and it's about need. And the same thing in the NFL. So much has been made, the analytic drive behind stuff. Not only where you're drafting. You, you can't you can't trade up and take a linebacker. Go ahead and tell the Texans that. Yeah. They have defensive player, a rookie defensive player of the year in Will Anderson. And they gave up a massive amount of draft capital mm -hmm. to go get him. Worked out really well see but that was a team that went that was the best available and they needed a lot of holes mm -hmm. to fill and goodness gracious they did a phenomenal job D'Amico Ryans and that crew did uh, they worked wonders they needed two guys Nick Casario probably deserves to be executive of the year in the NFL you're not wrong but they needed two guys they needed somebody yep. to anchor their offense they needed somebody to anchor their defense and on defense is yep. that pass rusher on offense that's your quarterback and they crushed it crushed it absolutely crushed it. but again as much as it was best player available, it was their guys. Yeah. It was what they wanted to go get. And I think there's there's been an encouragement of that. Where in the past, you, you I think you saw a lot of GMs who felt the pressures of, you have to take this guy in this draft slot. And I, I think that 
the the obviously the wrong side of this is is when you go full Mike Mayock, and you draft guys two two rounds mm-hmm. ahead of where they should be drafted, where they took an offensive tackle that everybody went what. They take Colin uh, uh, Colin Flarell, who's trying twenty five picks before he's supposed to go. Trying to outthink the room. Yes, and it's like, guys, you there's a there's a balance between those two, and I think you're seeing really well run organizations that have drafted very well. Like I, I think again, Telesco with the Chargers, I think he did fantastic over mm-hmm. the last decade with that team, regardless of the outcome and coaching in those situations. But you're seeing the best organizations are capitalizing on the moves they need to make as opposed to the moves that are expected of them. Think about over the last six years how often we hear during the draft, whoa, didn't expect that. I felt like if you if you went back and charted those moves over the last six years, you would have seen an exponential spike of expectations in the draft versus draft slot order and what actually ends up happening being very, very, very different. You know, they, we may see even more of that this year because of one thing in particular in college football that's kind of a revelation now. We'll get to that next. Danny Dusty on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Danny and Dusty on the fan. You know, part of the surprises of the NFL draft where you're sitting there like, oh, didn't see that, that you were mentioning, mm-hmm. we've kind of seen those go up over the last handful of years, is the fact that last week we had underclassmen for the NFL draft had to declare. And if you look at how many guys entered the NFL draft, 58 underclassmen entered. That seems like nothing. It is. I, I went down and I looked into this because it was kind of a jarring number. Like, dang, that does not seem like a lot. And it's not, especially when you go back to 2018, mm-hmm. which is just six years ago. 106 underclassmen entered for the NFL draft. Holy crap. So you're talking about a, um, a what, 40, 42% reduction? Yep. Then you had the COVID God, year, which God. you just kind of throw that throw one that out. out. Yeah. But then you have NIL come into play. Mm-hmm. And in the NIL era, okay, after 2018, where there was a 106 record, I think you had, uh, I think it was 103 in 2019. 2021, you had 98. 2022, 73. Oh, that was a big drop. 2023, uh, 69. Nice. nice. And then this year, only 54. You're seeing a slow drop in the underclassmen, which when you saw teams, you know, these guys would be artificially hyped up because, hey, early entered in the draft, you know, hey, there's a reason why he's leaving early. Super young, a lot of potential, blah, blah, blah. A lot of the surprises were four-year guys that stuck around. You're like, that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. You know, he stuck around for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Like that, that usually you go for the younger guys, you hit them before they hit 30 in their second contract, all that stuff. This is one of the great things about NIL and the transfer portal is that we've seen in 2018, just six years ago, 108 guys 
106 guys entered the draft early. It's 54. They almost cut that number in half in this season. That is a monumental shift in the way that players are handling their careers in college. And it will be for the betterment of the product. And it is one part NIL inducing guys to stick around another year. See Washington last year. It was beneficial for the college football game, too, because you had new blood all of a sudden in the college football playoff and in the national championship game. You also have the transfer portal because a lot of guys would enter the draft because they were stuck somewhere Mm -hmm. and they didn't want to be there anymore. Now you have the ability to go and transfer and whether you're you're pulling a, you know, I'm going to transfer to Ohio State because they're going to pay me out the wazoo to get me for one year and be a hired gun, so be it. You're actually helping yourself in the NFL draft, and you're helping the NFL as well with the evaluation with one more year in college football. Mm-hmm. It, these are the things, like, when you want to tear down college football's NIL and transfer portal, sure, it's not the same, and you uh, nobody's going to force you to like it or say that it's a great thing for the game. It has helped the NFL, and it's helped a lot of these players, too, from making mistakes that they would have made by going to the NFL early and having their careers flame out. It's really interesting. I'm just kind of going through the mock draft for the first round right now, and there's there seems to be a, a very clear split between upperclassmen and 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 uh, lowerclassmen where you've got the super, super young guys, where you've got like a Nate Wiggins, the, the, the corner from Clemson, mm-hmm. or a Layatu Latu. There's just like there's just two divisions of this. Like, yeah, you you don't you're not really seeing the in between so much. You're getting a lot of like twenty and twenty one year olds or twenty three and twenty four year olds. Yeah, and it's like either you've got it and you're like, it, I think it's what you're talking about. The whole idea of like instead of forcing your way to the NFL because you're stuck in a place you don't want to go, you stay in school and you further develop. Yeah, but if you're that dude, you go. Yep. You they, they, like in which. That's how I think this probably this process should go, and it will be better for everyone. Those guys go to a place where it makes more sense for them. They get nil, they get mm-hmm. paid. The guys that probably aren't draft ready, they st- you know they stick around maybe a year longer. Even if you're a, a fringe NFL guy, yeah. now you keep your name out of that mix. You don't go and just be a practice squad guy. Maybe you figure out it's not in the cards, and you make some money on the side. But I think it also it benefits the league because they, you don't get these absolute burnout day one and day two picks where you're just that not only cripple the franchise that cripples the player. Yeah, it does. It hurts their career too moving forward because they're not ready to make that transition. And to be honest, when a guy flames out in the NFL uh, as a top a day day one or day two pick, how often do they recover? It's it's not very often. A lot of them can have like solid careers, but not for you know a first round pick no. where you expect them to be a starter. Where and... that value slot, as we were talking about last time, it kind of comes into play. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a, it's an interesting turn in the world of college football. And look, if we're being quite honest, it helps a lot of the dumb evaluators who take reaches on guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like going in and reaching on a Clellan Farrell, right? Yes. Because you're like, he's young, he's raw, we can mold him. Instead, you're having these guys come back for another year, season a little bit more, get a little bag for you in college, get yourself a little nest egg. And then I would be very interested to see how NIL in like a decade looks. Well, how it changes the professionals who go broke, 80% of NFL players that go broke. Mm four years after retiring, right? 
where if they're you, already starting you don't just become habits. a multi-millionaire Overnight. once you get drafted in the NFL. That's interesting. Because the schools that are doing NIL the right way, mm-hmm. they have programs they are place. doing financial security and, and literacy. financial literacy to yeah. make sure you're not burning through all of your money and being a an idiot. They're actually teaching them how to invest your money, save your money, and make a little into a lot. The whole idea of compound interest is hard to explain <laughs> to people because we let them down in high school by not teaching them I, properly what compound interest can do for you. Because, look, to be quite honest, there there isn't curriculum for you become a millionaire overnight. No. How should you handle that? No. But in college, you have the ability to do that, to say, hey, I'm not just some guy who pops up out of nowhere in your DMs the day you get drafted and says, hey, man, I can, I can help you with that money. I'm not a guy who's like, I got a crazy investment. No, these are people who work for the university and they say, all right, let's make this money work for Invest you. Invest in McDonald's. <laughs> right, yeah, buy a Mickey D's. I'm telling you, ask any NBA player when they go through the rookie symposium, the number one thing they tell them to invest in is fast food chains. Yeah, go and buy them. Because go and buy them. Go and franchise them because they they print money. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. Um, I don't know if you guys talked about this one. I was I'm gone. I was probably you probably did. But when, when you started asking about the the future of nil, I started wondering. You know, like how wh- wh- are we going to start seeing uh, the full breakouts of all these universities and their spending and kind of how that how that looks in a decade like salary cap structure kind mm-hmm. of a deal because the whole report on Ohio state getting thir- you know, spending roughly $13 million yeah. on their roster. Like, are we going to start seeing like, like structured books coming out? Like we do salary caps in the NFL and NBA. Like you're allotted X percent of whatever yeah. revenue you generate kind of situation. Then how does that framing kind of change how we look at the draft for you when you're talking about like value slotting and if yeah. that ends up changing salary structures in the NFL. Right. Because because of like marketability things around that. I don't I, I start getting getting kind of in the weeds of that stuff, but yeah that that it interests me as far as because that that relationship is going to be a lot more I think symbiotic than people are willing to concede at this point. I think so too. I think so too. We're we're heading down that we're heading down that path and it's in a big big way. All right. Um yeah, I thought that was an interesting note, though. No, it is. You're almost half, half as many guys yeah. entering the draft early as just six that's, years that's ago. That's a significant number. Yeah. So, all right, coming up next, we have our worst day on the web. You know, you know sometimes every now and then you need to punch somebody, oh, and it's boy. not a kid. But first, here's the big good on the Sports Center update. Hamburgers, the cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. Now, Dusty, you sent me this one, or sent the group chat this one. Uh, how did you find this, by the way? I'm deep into Twitter wrestling. Okay, because you, you you went into Idaho wrestling. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, it was a wrestling meet at Skyview High School in Nampa, which is just outside Boise. And Skyview's- Actually, that is exactly the reason why I found this, is because it came across my timeline... Uh, because my roommate in college, he's he went to Skyview High School. Oh, and so it's, it's one like, of the biggest high schools in. I was like, "What I the hell? I you guys that was got a pretty going new one." Yeah, it's, it, a, it's a powerhouse not school. Really new? Well, it's newish. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like we couldn't have gone there. Well, 
you couldn't have gone there. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, people my age could have. No, I thought wow. there was one that had opened fairly recently in the last couple of years. Uh, but... That'd be Columbia. Okay. I think Columbia High School there. Deep in the Idaho high school structure weeds here. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. my wife was born in Nampa. It's mm. also in Nampa. Yeah, Columbia yeah. is in Nampa. Nampa's a fun... Look, I've, I've my buddy's to... dad was the golf coach there. Oh, yeah. Ken Quick. What's up? I'm but... I, uh, I've been to Boise quite a few times on the drive. Nampa, fun little city. No, I wouldn't go that no, far. No, it's not. Nampa <laughs> sucks. <laughs> yeah, Nampa, like, no. uh, like I, That was the closest Boise I've ever fun. had to come to hitting the dump button for myself. But, dump, uh, <laughs> dump. Nampa, dump uh, A city. Mm. Boise, fun little city. Yeah. Boy, I'll go Boise, okay. fun little city, but Nampa, Nampa mm. exists. Maybe it was Meridian. And if, you, and if you're on the wrong side of town, it smells like the sugar beet factory, which mm. does not smell no. as good as that would smell. Meridian sound. has got the water park. So you got that. Yeah. yeah. Meridian and Cuna. Yeah. There. You and again, not Nampa. Yeah. I'm just, I'm finding out during this segment in real time, I know my oh, oh, suburban oh. Boise cities yeah. quite well. Pretty good. Yeah. Huh? All right. Yeah. Caldwell's in there. Yeah. Well, that's Eagle is actually where this guy yeah. Okay, yeah. In, in question is and from. Eagle Road is the bane of most people's existence there. That's the one that's always under construction, right? Talking, oh, no, it's just always busy. Yeah, always. Yeah, okay. Talking geography. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe you know this assistant wrestling coach mm, who decided to strike a NISA high school wrestler during a meet Saturday, January 20th. Now you need to get your Eastern Oregon weekend. cities down because yes, that would be, be Nissa. 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 Yeah, bad. Nissa. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Um, that one got me. Middle of nowhere, Eastern Oregon. But yeah. Well, R- Russell Branson is an assistant coach uh, at Nissa. Yeah. And uh, well, his son was uh, was getting his butt kicked on the mat and by a freshman. By a freshman, his son yeah. a uh, senior. Yeah, in the yeah, his son a senior. Tough look. This Brunson dude is an assistant wrestling coach who barked at the uh, ref that his uh, son was getting choked out. Yeah, using an illegal illegal chokehold. The ref checked, said, "Nope, not good." And then the uh, freshman kid decided to wrench it down a little bit harder. At which point in time, the wrestling coach decided he was going to fly over the top and smack the hell out of him. Well, kid. yeah, no, he punches the kid like three times. You can see he's he, there's video of it. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm big on uh, wrestling Twitter here. I'm going to retweet it right now. Um, he jumped like the, you could see the ref like checks to see, and he's like on the mat, like pointing, like he's choking, he's choking. And then he punches, he gives him like three quick little rabbit punches, a couple to the ribs and one to the back of the head. And uh, this guy is the biggest loser of all time. Russell Brunson, to do that as a coach, like as a high school coach myself, there's sometimes you feel like you're like you're on the edge and you're like, what in the world is are you doing? What are you? But you're an adult and they are high school kids and you cannot act this way. The worst part about this dude is that this Russell Brunson dude apparently is like an influencer on Instagram and TikTok. He's got like 1.3 million Instagram followers. Let me tell you, his last tweet on January 23rd, which is after this incident, is, what is your gift, in all caps, to the world? Why were you put here? Uh, Was it to punch kids? No, probably not. Probably not, Bob. I can't, like, it's one of those things that anytime something like this happens, you go, I can't, you, you can't fathom being in that position as an adult who is a high school coach. And this is one thing that I think is it's really hard for all coaches to do is one coach your kid, right? And he saw his kid was getting beat and he, he couldn't handle it. Like that is that to me it is worthy of the he got a lifetime ban 
from coaching in Idaho. Seems and, like and a good start. And he's Sounds banned right. from two for two years from all uh, school activities. Yeah, like can't even go to a yeah, high school. Yeah, like can't, can't appear at all. This is something that it, every time, like this happens about once a year, right? Mm-hmm. We see a story of some coach being a moron like this, and, and always their kid involved. It, it usually, it usually is. Yeah, it's usually your kid is involved in this, and like it, the crazy part to me is like wrestling. Yeah, I think wrestling is a fantastic sport for. Mm-hmm. A lot Building of reasons, a lot of character, but discipline is one of yes. them. And to show that lack, and he's of discipline, a former D one wrestler. the The fact that this guy won, apparently, he didn't even get like kicked out of the wrestling. He walked meet out either. No, it was after an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that apparently he went by, and the part of this story that that really gets me because the restraint of a coach is one thing. But apparently he had an interaction with the parents of the kid that he punched. And for the parents not to choke that dude out. I'm talking to a parole officer in the morning, if that's me. That is something that I go... This time for a different reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't... Yeah, this time. <laughs> you had double ankle monitors on. That's a new trend. But Can't balance them out. The fact that there was an interaction where this guy was face to face with the parents of the kid, I don't know how the parents of the kid who got hit had the discipline not to pop off and knock this dude silly. It was nuts. And you could tell almost immediately, like he gets up off the mat and he throws his hands up and it was like, a, oh God, what did I do? Like it was like, a, oh, it's an instant reaction. Oh, what did I do? I just can't. I I can't fathom being in that situation in in reacting the way that he did. In an insane way, I, again, I don't have kids, and I, I fear for my children when I do. But the reaction to protect your kid—that very basic instinct—I understand. However, egregious what he did. Oh yeah. You, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Okay. Like. Yeah. I, yeah. I I at least understand, especially once you see the video, he is two feet away. Yeah. I have a feeling that this is going to be a uh, bigger issue than his lifetime ban, though. He he claims to be, he's a New York Times bestselling author. Mm-hmm. He's got like 100,000 followers on Twitter and 1.3 million followers on TikTok. Like, he's, he's going to take a hit for this, man. Yeah. Uh, another tweet of his. He's lucky. He's, in, he's lucky the parents aren't pressing charges. Uh, and that is probably to be determined. Yeah, like, I mean, like as of as of right now, there there isn't anything. Like, it's on video, man. He's cooked. Do you think that maybe this tweet from January nineteenth uh, was a signal? Do the hardest thing on the list first, and then finish with the easiest. What punching a kid in front of everybody else? Well, you finished, is that the hardest thing? I mean, punching a kid is, I mean, that would be probably the easiest thing on his list that day. But no, I'm saying the hardest thing, dude, like God, punching a kid a and getting away with it? Yeah, he didn't do that. No? Uh, oh, this one from January 20th. What made your quality of life so much better that you wish you had done it sooner? Punching I a kid. don't think that that's it, boss. Boy, going through somebody's Twitter feed after they do something is a hell of a thing. It's kind of fun to do that after, after the intrusive thoughts win. Hey, I can answer this. Question, what's the one thing that you learned from me that's helped your business? Well, Punching um, a kid in the back of the head? Not to punch kids, because I'm sitting here and I'm talking about it right now. I feel like I could do my own TikTok and just um, based on his tweets. 
Yeah. And just insert punch a kid. Oh, here. January 16th. Ask yourself, how fast can I fa- fail? After punching a kid. This is like adding in bed to your fortune cookie. That's right. I, that tweet of how, <laughs> ask yourself, how fast can I fail? Well, I watched a 12-second video, <laughs> so about 12 seconds. And in that 12 seconds, it took you about three seconds to yeah, fail. I got, I got that pretty quickly. That was a 12 seconds is about as, I think you could have done it faster, actually. Mm. You know? So, uh, in just one sentence, what is the problem that your business solves? By punching a kid. There you go. God. I love this. It's a fun little game. You know what it also mm. reminds me is that, like, how much of these influencers are just so full of ass? Oh, they all are. I mean, like, that's why I respect the ones who own it. What in the world? I mean, uh. they're all, it's all cultivated. Nothing's real. When was the last... I'm going to go on a social media rant here real quick. When was the last time you saw somebody <laughs> younger than you post a photo that wasn't edited? Like, we're all old enough to where when we were posting on, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, you just posted pictures. Well, I have a feeling most of the crap Will Ortner is posting is not edited. If it is, he needs more editing. Oh, I bet you he's doing a little soft edit. You think so? You, know, you little, think he's going filters? Little, little you think magic, he's filtering? Yeah, I think he's doing a little filter. Yeah, let me let me see here. Soften up the old edges a little bit. I'm just thinking of people that are younger than me and just looking at the, the photos. and I don't, I don't think he's editing no. these. I, I mean, if he is, he's not doing a good job mm. of it because that just looks like Will Ortner. Mm. But other other than Will Ortner, <sighs> yeah, you're right. It's like I can't remember the last time I saw a photo where you could see a single <laughs> mark on someone's face. P two Jim, I saw my kids getting beat all the time in high school, and I I was coaching them, and I didn't do that. There you go. Like again, none of this stuff is real. B two Jim, a girls lacrosse coach, that would be a hell of a thing with sticks, <laughs> with sticks even. Uh, I had another parent try to, to fight alive. me. Well, that makes sense. I don't even need to know the story, and I can t- I can see that this happened. I, I was acquitted of all charges. <laughs> yeah, I bet you were. I was. <laughs> Our AD, Jim Mavison, wasn't thrilled about the entire ordeal, but I did not do anything. Uh, oh, girl, Mr. Mavison, I miss him. Mave, baby. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, that, was a fun, that was a fun situation, but yeah. I was not the one who, uh, who instigated. I just <laughs> finished it. Great. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, speaking of finishing, uh, how about uh, trying to finish your fantasy football league and finding out somebody was trying to steal $150,000 away from you by pulling the old switcheroo? Coming up next year in Danny and Dusty, Danny the Fan. Art Alakakis. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. Well, unfortunately, when there's money involved, there is scandal involved. And the bigger these things get, the dumber the criminals seem to get in, in response. Okay, yeah. So makes sense. Right? That's that's kind of how I figure this is gonna go. We weren't any any uh any grand heists. What's the uh, what's what's the movie? Ocean's the, Eleven. Not there's those ones, but uh, well, God, the Charlie Theron, Mark Wahlberg, Italian Job. That one, yeah. We're, we're not getting anything. We're not getting any Mini Coopers. I want some more grandioseness to my to my heists. 
we're, I feel like we're missing that. Instead of idiots like this, the National Fantasy Football Championship, they put out this big post yesterday outlining everything they know. Because that's the thing about this. In all the gambling world, um, there's quite a bit of scandal that happens, particularly in the fantasy sports world and the uh, online poker world. Mm-hmm. And not even just online poker, but hold'em tournaments themselves where people are still like wild, wild west cheating with like aces up their sleeves type stuff. That happens. As insane as that is. <laughs> and people are rigging these tournaments all across things. Um, and you just get these, you just sit there and you go, how did you think you'd get, get away with that? So here's the situation. The post starts with, says, recently with help uh, from reporting from a public source, we successfully revealed a post-deadline move in one of our postseason hold'em contests that was detected and quickly confirmed, resulting in Sports Hub being able to take immediate action to resolve the issue without any impact to the results of the contest. Here's what happens. It is a fantasy football system that is designed to go based on lineups. Mm-hmm. You, It's $150,000 buy-in. It's $1,500. It's daily fantasy sports. Yes. Um, the reason they were caught is that the particular team in question, you're, you can see your opponent's matchups mm-hmm. before the lock-in. And typically with these big prize pools, these guys, they all know each other because it's a big buy-in. Sure. And in those... And in those, there's you get guys that are like MIT, smart. They, they have algorithms that are driving this stuff. And so they're capturing data. So these guys have screenshots or markers for, for all of the different rosters so they know the permutations and the likeliness and the occurrence of an occurrence is going to happen, right? So one of the guys notices that the guy that's in first place right now, his lineup doesn't match what it did when he marked it. And there was a oh. an employee at the company who went in behind the scenes and manipulated the deck and inserted a player into his lineup that had already scored a touchdown. No. So yeah, th- this is why. So 150 grand. Yeah. Right. And the employee is manipulating the 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 roster of the guy who's winning. And this is pretty easy to to find because you screenshot a guy's lineup and then all of a sudden you look at the end and you go, wait, that guy wasn't on his team. Mm-hmm. That guy wasn't on his team. This has already started. We know that. How, how did this just happen? And, and then this you can is, also check the background on the computer service and go, Oh, this has been manipulated. Okay, so you said it's 150 grand was the, it was a prize total. Yes. What do you think the take of the employee was then? I bought 50, 50. You think it, it would be a 50, 50 split? 75 grand a piece. Yeah. And that that's it. But I mean, that's an, is seventy five thousand dollars enough to risk getting barred from gambling for the rest of your life? Because that guy is never going to work in that industry. No, federally, he cannot work in that industry ever again. No, and that guy who bet he's going to be banned from any betting. Yes, on any site. Hell, he's probably going to be banned from casinos. Even to, to be honest, the regulators are going to be like, no, and all that, the casinos. This is wire like, fraud. No, this is a brutal. This is wire fraud. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, you're you're manipulating the contest. Uh, across state, state boards, yeah, yeah, dude, you're pretty screwed. And mm-hmm. I bet, I think it should be more than fifty fifty. I think it should be probably 70 30 to maybe? the guy manipulating. To the guy manipulating, he's mm-hmm. got more skin, skin in this game, game than sure. than the other guy does. He's the one doing the literal manipulation. That it's, it's that's right. Like the you're other accessory. guy wouldn't be winning. No, you you would just yeah, you would just be the accessory and be like, I don't know, man. I just was told to do it, and you probably do that. That seventy thirty. That's probably on the. Uh, and he'll lump some there, <laughs> the 150, and that's a, before taxes even. You'd be like, dude, no, I'm taking a bulk of this. You can take the scraps. You're probably good for 10 grand. I'm going to take every single other penny of it. 
this is something that the big this is these are the big worries that everybody with legalized gambling mm-hmm. will will say hey and you're never going to get rid of all of it you just have to hope you can mitigate what you can mitigate yeah there's bad Which people is, doing everything and you take yes. this you can take this to any form of business that there is mm-hmm. like any form yes. of business. shenanigans are at play no matter who what who could forget the the wild sugarcane wars in the ice cream in the ice cream developmental world Baskin Robbins and I have no idea what you're no? talking about. No, no, I have no idea. I'm what just you're making talking. the episode. I go. Maybe, huh. maybe, but, but it's believable. There's manipulation yeah. everywhere, and there's skirting. Well, uh, hell, of the rules and laws. We quite literally had the egg industry manipulate the 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 uh, availability of eggs during a pandemic. Yeah, that was wild. Like, they artificially okay. boosted the price of eggs, which is which is more just unbelievable in this the brazenness of this. Or the uh, Keishon Butte, the LSU player, now New England Patriot, who has been arrested today. What, what did you say? It was over 9,000 bets? Well, no, almost 9,000. Good God. 8,900 bets. While he was underaged, he was gambling using the username Keishon Booty 7 and Keishon Booty 01. <laughs> Okay, that's as good as using not Keishon Booty. He wagered four hundred and fifty thousand nine hundred sixty nine dollars and forty four cents on one thousand five hundred and twenty bets in twenty twenty two alone. He won. Does he have that kind of money? He won three hundred eighty five thousand five hundred ninety seven dollars and seventy one cents, um, which means he lost one hundred thirty sixty five thousand dollars. Oh, oh, so in, the other way around in you. bets. In 2023, he wagered 186,000, won 170,000, indicating losses of $16,000. So he sucks at this. He's not good at betting, and he did a lot of it, and he is underage because he's under 21. Oh my God. Well, that tells you, too, he probably did a lot of it trying to win back his money. And in that, on that note, he was betting on LSU football games when he was there. When he was there. And let's not forget, he was an absolute head case there. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be something like, I w- because this is all coming to light right now, and this goes back to 2022, mm-hmm. right, when he was at LSU. So did, that's when you start did looking LSU like, know anything? That's when you start looking at racketeering charges. Did LSU know, because remember, he was on the team, off the team, back mm-hmm. on the team. Did LSU know anything at the time? And if... Congress comes in over the top and hits an FOIA because they're a public university and they get those cell phone records. Something tells me they uh, will be screwed. You got to know LSU. LSU is their their blue blood SEC program. They're not using those cell phones. They're going on the burner phones. Nothing, nothing, Everything is on the burner. Nothing but point. burners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He has a school I mean, cell the, phone. The the teams that get caught with the cell phone stuff is Hugh Freeze at an Ole Miss, right? That's Where true. he has the he has the rub and tug massage mm. parlors still on his school cell phone. Unbelievable. Well, Even though he had time to scrub those numbers from his phone, he still had them on there. If you're going to be doing something that you know is illegal and you're not supposed to be doing, why are you still using your full name in the usernames? That's the kind of thing an idiot would have on his luggage. Yes. Hide in plain sight. Yes. Hide in plain sight, my friend. And in case you were wondering, the switch that occurred in the fantasy football transaction, they switched uh, Raheem Mostert, who had uh, 33 yards and eight carries in in their loss to the Chiefs, for Aaron Jones from the Packers, who had a monster week. Yeah, that ain't it, boss. (laughs) So it wasn't like... You know, a change of like three points to six points. Like, oh, maybe it'll move them up the board. No, it was quite literally the biggest change you could make. 
Yikes. Like, I think when you're in that situation, you now was it winner take all? Yeah. Uh, it's, well, the first was 152nd, was like 20. So it was a, You can't win, you, but you, you have can't to take go, first. No, yeah. You have to commit to multiple years of second place here. That's what you got to be You got to play doing. the long game? Yeah, you got to play the long game if you're doing this. You can't just be like, you know what we're going to do? First place. Because everybody's going to be checking the guy who's in we're gonna first place. We're going to play this in three years at Dusty's grand jury trial. Yeah, that's probably true, but no, they'll check my losses. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Four yards. Four yards away. All they need to do is just check down to James Cook one time and I hit a six-leg parlay. Take the check down? Damn. Didn't do it? Wow, check down Charlie over four, here. Four yards away. Well... Uh, did you see the last drive of the Bills? Because could have used it. Mm. Could have used it. Yeah. There's tough. one where James Cook was back out and he was wide open. Could have made that 41-yard field goal a little bit more palatable. I think he would have gotten five yards on it. Think he would have gotten it. <laughs> Every time I hear, I'm not bitter though. No, I, mean, I wanted the Bills Lions <laughs> Super Bowl. So I mean, who are you telling? But uh, yeah, I don't know. You're, you're Bulls just... Lions Super Bowl. I had a six-leg parlay riding on it. Oh, so you were serious about the six-leg parlay? Oh. Yes. Oh, I thought you were just saying generically. No, no, no. I was only four yards away. I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah, it's okay. It wasn't a big bet. That, we're okay. That hurts. When six leg parlays, you're not putting down big money. But, but I could have. But you could have. Would, I would have had a nice payout. Mm. It was the it was the longest shot on or is the the shortest shot on the uh, thing too. Twenty five yards over under. What was the yards. what was the plus money on that? Was that like plus thirty three hundred probably. Um. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was like uh, twenty six hundred. Oh, so it was. A, so it wasn't a too risky six legger. No, it wasn't. Okay. No, no, no. I was playing. I was. It was an easy one though. I oh, thought okay. it was an easy one. Damn. Six leggers. They'll get you All every right. single time, right? It's okay. Uh, new week though. Conference championship week. We got this. So speaking of camp, uh, gambling and picks, when we come back. We will make our picks for conference championship week. First, here's the big Kahuna Sports update. After this break. After this break. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 